What does it look like when accomplishment-driven leaders reject the status quo and embrace a deliberate change in destination and course? A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. Welcome to Season 4 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I am delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. We'll focus on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. You know, in season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We'll continue exploring accomplishment-driven leadership in this roundtable by thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to becoming accomplishment-driven leaders. At Students Matter, we believe it's a priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Good morning and welcome back to the wheelhouse. I'm Grant Chandler and I'm sitting here with my friends, Kathy Money and Penny Brockway. Good morning, my friends and colleagues. Hello. Good morning. In episode 407 last week, we talked a lot. Well, we've been talking a lot about growth period in the last few episodes. And uh, last week specifically, we were talking about this idea of, hey, wait a minute, in order to get student growth, we really need to think about adult growth. So, you know, adult first, then student, but not one or the other. Today, we're going to shift, you know, and talk about this this shift that accomplishment-driven leaders make when they want to move away from status quo, right? Status quo, the current way we do things, our current state of affairs, the way we've always done it, all of those things that come into when we think about status quo. And accomplishment-driven leaders, by and large, reject the status quo. And so what language, what do they think about? They think about deliberate change in destination and course. Deliberate change in destination and course. First thoughts, my friends, when you hear that and see that, and of course, this isn't really their first thought because they've, they've we've we've been talking about this, you know, without recording. But you know, at first blush, what do you want someone to see and think about when they hear the words deliberate change in destination and course? I think the first thing, the first word in there that should pop out to a lot of leaders is a destination that we have and know a place where we're headed, um, a direction in which we are moving. And um, when that's missing, whatever you want to call the organization, but for us, the boat just sits, right? It just sits still. There's a lot going on on it, but it is just sitting still. And so that word pops out to me first and foremost. Deliberate. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So having that destination, but having a, that deliberate, intentional change, 
you know, so this is going back to all of our conversations around, you know, that, that destination in which we're heading, we're very intentional, very deliberate about what changes need to have in order to navigate um, that journey. And so being very clear, very articulate and understanding and communicating the change, because we're always, you know, we've got to change, we've got to do other, but that deliberate piece and being able to communicate that in a way is, is so imperative. So, you know, we, we, you know, we, we know that, you know, this is about a new, uh, a, a new destination, right? It's about saying, okay, you know, previously we were heading in this direction. We're going to go, we're going to do an about face perhaps, and we're heading in a completely different place. And not only is the destination different, but how we get there is also going to be different as well. Now in the world where change is, is, uh, a scary word for people, right? That's a scary word. Adults, we struggle. Some of us, I happen to love it, but you know, a lot of people really struggle with the whole idea of change. And so when we think about that deliberate change and not only where we're going, but how we're going to get there, uh, that's scary for people. How do you, how do people react to that? It just reminds me of um, many years ago, I I really was driven to get to a place of comfort, right? I mean, I just felt like if I, whatever in my profession, in my personal life, like I just wanted to be comfortable. And then I met this amazing human being um, that said- She's not talking about me. It's, She's it's talking not, about her it's husband. It's not you today, sir. It's not you today. Um <laughs> <laughs> that said the worst place you can be is, is comfortable. And I thought, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like I've been working really hard to get to this comfort place. And then that really, I mean, at 20 years later has just stuck with me because it's that change is so important. It's vital to our growth as human beings. And so to get that mindset and just my whole person around the need and the desire. So I'm, I too am very comfortable with change that because of that moment and that conversation that just has, has sat with me for, for decades. So I think, Kathy, that's what a beautiful story to talk about that inherent part of us that will forever push back at some level, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about this all the time and it never goes away because I think each of us as humans and the way we're wired are going to always have this place of, isn't there an easier way? Can I figure out how to, and I used to blame myself all the time thinking I'm lazy or I'm, I, I'm not driven like I need to be, or, you know, so that living into the expectations of other people that, but then I realized, oh no, I'm not. I actually like hard work. Mm -hmm. I like really pondering and thinking about things. I really like driving towards something that maybe we're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out together because I love the team perspective. I'm not much of a lone ranger. And so when I think about all of those pieces, I think there is an inherent part in every human. And as you watch people who are encountering for the first time, here's where we're headed. Here's our destination that we've chosen. And that's going to cause you to have to shift. And you're going to have to think about a lot of different things in different ways. And you see that look come over the face that like, 
this is heavy because Mm -hmm. I think we all have that. And we have to acknowledge that for people. It's a fear. Mm -hmm. I think it's a real fear Mm -hmm. that everyone has at some level. Mm -hmm. Lazy is not a word I would ever associate Mm -hmm. with you, Mm -hmm. uh, Penny Brockway. So um, I was just sitting there going, huh? Where where does that come from? (laughs) I I don't see that, Mm -hmm. right? Whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. so, So when we think about you know, accomplishment driven leaders don't just wake up one day, you know, and, and figure out what the new destination is, and then just simply announce it to everyone, right? Hey, here's where we're going, right? You know, uh, hang on, grab your life preserver, because we're, we're headed there, right? And, you know, we're gonna, we're turning the ship, and then we're gonna, we're all gonna function differently. There's a connection between, and there's a reason why this is the eighth episode uh, of this series. And this is the eighth conversation we're having about paradigm shifts, because there's a connection between the deliberate change in destination and course, and thinking about all of the growth paradigm shifts that we talked about in earlier episodes, right? Because we know that well, we believe as accomplishment-driven leaders that the only way, I mean, you can change the course. That's really easy, right? Hey, we have a new destination, <laughs> right? And yeah, you know, in my head, I know we're going in a different way, right? Th- that's easy. But now bringing people along and realizing accomplishment-driven leaders realize the only way we're going to get there is to build everybody's capacity, build their capacity for change, build their capacity for what needs to be done differently. Penny's nodding her head. So I'm going to be quiet for yeah. a minute. <laughs> I just, it immediately made me think that the accomplishment driven leader knows they must go first model, 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 model initiative, right? Put forth the initiative, put forth the drive, put forth the change in yourself and be transparent about that. So that others see this, this isn't just a choice because it's easy for the leader. This is work on behalf of that leader in growing themselves and understanding that this destination is something different than I've ever done because I've never gotten there before. Right. And so how, what do I need to grow in me and how can I model that process and the initiative, initiative it takes to get there again and again in my daily walk all the time. Right. And then comes along discretionary effort, you know, Mm -hmm. so then our, our, our team members, our staff, everybody starting to then choose to come alongside us to partner with us in the work um, because they believe in that that destination. They believe in that vision. They believe in that accomplishment-driven leader and therefore choosing to be a part of that work. So let me ask a loaded question, right? In we know that in 2023. We're not this isn't a this isn't a podcast about politics, but we know that politically it's very, very difficult to lead a school district uh in in light of all of those politics, right? I, you know, up early this morning and reading the news and and you know, again, we're not going to talk about the politics, but I continue to be horrified by what I see, what I read, it, it, whatever. We know that we know that changes in destination, you know, are going to be heavily scrutinized and everything that an accomplishment-driven leader does is going to be heavily scrutinized in this era of attack mode, right? Where everybody's attacking everybody about everything. Where does an accomplishment-driven leader 
get the courage to lead a deliberate change in destination and course. I know my courage came from my belief in each student. Um, so my my drive always and um, and really f- leading in a space that the attack was was real. And I'll intentionally use that word attack because that's what it felt like. You know that there are people um, with various opinions and being a superintendent in the midst of a pandemic. You know, you just you you couldn't you couldn't really win anywhere <laughs> doing anything. But it there's nothing that stopped me because I had every single student's face in in my head and my heart all the time. Um, and there's there's no other way I for me personally that that courage could really be um, lived out every day if I didn't have that just moral imperative for each and every child and knowing that as the leader within a district, within an organization, I was being entrusted with other people's children and I didn't and would never take that lightly. So that courage was just, you just felt like you're fighting for every kid every day. Yeah. And I, I was going right there, Kathy, with the each, right? each child. And for me, I was um, fortunate to be able to also see that that meant each adult. And in the really small spaces of our work and, um, and the recognition that we're in a we're in a shortage for staff in public schools, right? Um, You you're not just going to come in, or if you do come in with a mindset, you'll really struggle that um, you're just going to find different people to do these jobs. Mm. Right. And so each also meant having the courage to have the adult to adult conversations that were necessary to grow each of us individually, myself as a leader, but those that I was working with as well. Mm -hmm. And to take the very, very sincere and challenging effort of unpacking what that adult might not be able to recognize in themselves to help them grow and to help them move. And that's not easy because mm-hmm. it was, it would be way easier just to say that's on you. You're the adult, mm-hmm. you're a professional, you're hired, right? That that's not how this happens because they're doing the best they can. They showed up every day mm-hmm. truly to try and do well. So how do you reframe the the thinking around what doing well means and mm-hmm. what students each of them individually deserve from you as a, a and taking mm-hmm. the time and that comes back to me all the time too sometimes for me courage is wrapped up in slowing down <laughs> and taking the time to really dig deep enough to bring people along instead of just pounding away one thing at a time, chunk, 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 piling on is the Mm. way that feels right. And um, I can be a pro at that. I can be a champ at that. Mm -hmm. And that, and I really had to recognize, wow, that, that isn't going to serve anyone well, in particular kids, because that's just going to add to the fear that we were talking Mm -hmm. about previously. Right. So for me, that was actually a courageous step to have to step back and say, I have to slow down. 
Um, because I had always envisioned that great leaders move, you go, mm. you go, right? Mm-hmm. Whoo, yeah, how hard it is to read your setting well enough to be able to know the pace at which things can happen. Then Penny, what is that? Um, what's that look like to develop that sense of courage in each adult? I mean, that to me has mm. been um, probably one of the the more challenging aspects of being a leader, you know, because I think about, you know, our our experiences as humans, you know, are a significant part of what drives us and and where that that courage and that resolve comes from. You know, so how how does how do we go about developing and helping build that in the adults? Here's a heavy question for you. Yeah, it is really heavy. And immediately, of course, what pops to my head first, where I failed, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on one that I feel is a success and that that relationship, even though we don't get to work together where we are right now, um, that relationship continues to be that. And it's actually both ways, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's an indicator of success in that area is that you as the accomplishment driven leader are growing because of the relationship with this other adult that you're attempting to help grow, (laughs) that you're growing as much as they are, right? Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful piece to it. I think it takes a lot of transparency. There's no, there's nothing hidden about where we're going Mm -hmm. here or about what we're doing or about how we're going to do this. And here's what I'm thinking. Help me clarify that. I don't know how many thousands of times that statement gets said, like, I'm thinking this, and this is what I think I heard you say, and help me understand better because really getting to know that person at the core of who they are Mm -hmm. is those are our those are the points where we then start to make progress. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and recognizing that that's an individual walk, um, even though there might be a little bit of a recipe that goes along with how to get that relationship started, it is a very individualized relationship and it is built on trust. Mm-hmm. They don't have courage if they can't trust that you as their leader are walking them, walking them down this particular mm-hmm. walk. Right. For me that it also um, was a, a huge piece of it was reflection, right? And being able to openly reflect in a very positive way about my relationship with that, that individual with someone else. So of course, for me, it was Grant, right? So mm-hmm. call Grant and say, wowzers, I've got a meeting with principal A and it's coming up and here's what I'm seeing. Not absolutely not breaking trust with that person, Mm -hmm. but remembering we're working on our work and we're driving forward with that. And me having to be like, am I putting things um, in the way of the growth of this principle Mm -hmm. and help me recognize that? How well am I doing at my job of being the accomplishment driven leader that this district needs to move forward? Um, and it's a it's a moment by moment, event by event, day by day, um, continual reflective process. I think, and and truly mm-hmm. built on on trust. I I think that has to be foundational and very deliberate. Right? Deliberate change, yes. A deliberate change. A deliberate right? change. Everything Absolutely. you just described was being mm-hmm. um, very deliberate and in, in every choice being made. 
So, you know, if, as I'm listening to this, this conversation, which I think is fascinating. So first, Penny, thank you for inviting me into your space. Cause I, I, I loved, I love being there with you and uh, with, with that principle. Um, but what you, you know, what you're talking about is, you know, without saying it, you know, saying the words is you're really building and, and relying on those arenas of accomplishment driven leadership, right? You are, you are blending and thinking about, you know, all of those pieces, captainship, right. And poise and guidance and contemplation and realization and thinking about all five of how those arenas support you, in that really difficult, but yet incredibly rewarding mm-hmm. professional and personal relationship that you've built with, with that particular leader. And it, it, it caused you and me and that person and anybody else who does the work to really draw on, on those five arenas for, uh, for the ability to do that work. Absolutely. They were like, you know, uh, in the old sense of the word, right? Or the old sense of uh, day, those were laminated copies right there on top of uh, the desk, uh, in the folder, in the file, uh, open as a tab all the time in order to go back and reflect for myself, where am I, Where where's my next move? Where am I stuck? What am I not quite understanding yet? And having someone else help me with that. So yeah, and I'm so grateful to be in now a different setting, but five administrators in buildings and growing that same level of partnership with them from a central office seat and being able to unpack those, not more deeply yet, um, but it, it starts in a different way, right, with each individual and to recognize that. So even the number of them that I'm honored to be able to be a part of over the course of a career is going to um in and of itself, be uh, be a little pot of gold, right? No many, no matter how many you get to restart, because each one is so such an individual walk of that growth. So, and and the result of of that work, right? As you and and that principal are not in the same place anymore, um, and yet we're all still in contact with one another in deep and meaningful ways. And all of the things that you started with that particular principal, right, are flowering and blooming mm-hmm. in what she's doing in a in another organization in a completely different role. And so, you know, as we think about deliberate change in destination and course, it's multi-level because in some in some instances it's on an individual level, right? You you changed, you shifted the trajectory of that person's career in an incredibly powerful way, while you're shifting the trajectory of of an organization at the same time. So, you know, I, I say to both of you often, you'll never be the same again. And that's true because you've, you've made that, you made that deliberate shift change in yourself, but you also helped make that happen for somebody else. And you th- I think about wow, if we did that for a whole bunch of educators mm-hmm. and then set them free of the world to work their magic, right? <laughs> As they spread all over the country and do this work, at, you know, with that, wow, right? We might have a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, to think about the number of children being um, supported by that growth, right? 
absolutely in me and that growth in her and that growth in right. I mean, to think about the number of children that exponentially will be, uh, Mm -hmm. will be, um, touched by that, I think is, yeah, that's, that's humbling. And that's beautiful. It's, it's what a gift. So I know that that person listens to the wheelhouse because I hear, so I'm just going to give a little shout out to London, right? To London, because I know she's listening. So continue to do the amazing life-changing work that you do for your students every single day. Amen. Any final thoughts on this shift from status quo to deliberate change in destination and course? I think that what you all just captured was this layers to to what this looks like and really thinking about our sphere of influence and and how we we don't really know how how vast that is and how exciting that is as an educator and I think regardless of roles in in education um we we just never know how many people that with those deliberate moves, that deliberate change that you're making, regardless of what seat you're in, um, what impact that has on the people right in front of you, adults and students in those, you know, several kind of ripple effects down the down the the road. So I I appreciate where this conversation kind of shifted and thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. It fills me with gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, f- and I, um, say that with the, with a very personal and deep response to, it was a deliberate change in destination and course mm-hmm. for me as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens to every accomplishment driven leader. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to that point, it's, it's not work and it's not a job and it's, and it is even more than a passion, right? Mm-hmm. It's what you're called to do and be. And um, for that, I'm just forever grateful. And there's no going back to the status quo once you make that change. Kathy Mone and Penny Brockway, thank you so much for joining me in the wheelhouse. We'll see you next week. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of season four drop every Tuesday beginning February 7th and running through March 28th. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter, LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment-driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on LinkedIn or Mastodon, and of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or any other place where you find your podcasts. It can also be found on our website uh, at Captivate, and that address is HTTPS forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot fm slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work. 
but being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got it.